Today, I've got a special treat. We're gonna talk with Nicole Hacko, who is a rock star realtor, runs a great team in Winnipeg. And I wanna specifically talk to her today about how does she get business from both her database of past clients and sphere, but how does she also attract business from people who don't know her through social media marketing efforts. If that is a mystery or a code that you wanna crack, this is a conversation that you can't miss. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. I'm your host and your moderator today, Jason Pantana. And if you're new to the channel, make sure you head on over and tap that big red subscribe button and turn the bell next to it on so you get notified whenever we publish new videos just like this one. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview. Nicole, welcome to the show. We're so grateful you're here to share your secrets of your success. How's it going today? Good, how are you? I'm well, full of energy, ready to talk to you, ready to uncover your marketing secrets and your strategies. Uh, first question, just for everybody watching, because you run a really great business, just a highly known business in Winnipeg. Uh, I believe you go by the trademark, well, I don't know if it's a trademark, might as well be, your Winnipeg realtor. And I wanna really peel back what you're doing, yeah, in the shirt and all, everything, right? I wanna peel back how you're accomplishing that from a marketing standpoint. But the first question I would ask is, just tell us about your business and the marketing channels or strategies that are the most driving behind your success. So last year, we sold 170 houses, um, myself and one other agent. Of those 170, 101 of them came from social media. We we do not do mailers, like not mailers in the perspective of like mail drops to an entire neighborhood. Uh, we do not own bus benches. We do not own billboards or anything like that. We do not spend any money on ads. And so the bulk of our business came from social media. Okay. Everybody's like, okay, let's break this thing down. Are there any specific social channels where you're seeing like greater success or, or not? Let's peel this back. Instagram is our favorite for okay. sure. That's where I find my people are, is on Instagram, the ones that I relate with, the ones that find me and follow me. And we get like just direct DMs in Instagram for people that wanna work with us. Okay, and I also noticed your YouTube channel, just for instance, has a pretty fair number of subscribers. And in the world of real estate, you have yes. over 3,000 subscribers, which is actually a lot because a subscriber on YouTube is, it takes a lot more for someone to subscribe to a channel than to follow an account on Instagram, for instance. Is, is YouTube factoring in? So you said it's Instagram predominantly. Are there other channels as well? I mean, we get like people who contact us from our website, which I would assume have found us on Google or on social media. And it, it's, where do they come from? Like, how do you exactly pinpoint it down? I don't know, but yes, our Instagrammers on YouTube almost surpassed that on Instagram in a very short time. Okay. All right. So we've got YouTube, Instagram, your website, all these things coming together. Let's just kind of, so ultimately you said it's happening in the DMs on Instagram. People reach out to you through your DMs. I'll come back to that in a little bit. What are you posting on social or what are you doing on social on any channel that you believe is sort of the driving force for why this is happening the way that it is? I think for the most part, like when you're on our social channel, you will not find me posting a just sold graphic. Um, we post about our clients. We try to be relatable. We try to make it about them. I try to be very, very real about my life, especially in my stories. Um, so I share in my struggles, I share in my successes and it's, you know, I've got people who have reached out to me and said, like, 
I hate realtors and I never wanted to work with a realtor. And then I started following you and I want to hire you so you can camp more with your children because they've gotten to know me. They like camping and now they want to hire me. Your vibe attracts your tribe to quote Tom Ferry. Like, I love that. So you're utilizing stories to be like really personal. And when I look at your actual social pages, when I look at you on Instagram, for instance, I would never say it's manicured, but I would say that it's branded. But your stories are also very kind of raw, authentic, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. What's the sort of approach in terms of how you, like the canvas of social media, is there any kind of a strategy there? To be honest, there never really has been, right? I just, I kind of see ideas and I say that aligns with me and then I do them, right? And, you know, a lot of it too is it being the knowledge broker. And so that's that's where our reels come into play is like all the knowledge and the info and whatnot. And so I'm just constantly pulling ideas and saying, yeah, that aligns, let's do it. You know, to be honest, like, that's a pretty truthful statement to make. Like to the point, you're very authentic and kind of are real. You're being real right now in this interview. Um, you don't really have a strategy or something you said to that effect. And I actually think there's a strategy baked into that because if you look at real estate, most consumers yeah. work with the agent they know, like, and trust. And the means by which an agent mm-hmm. would go about generating that sense of know, like, and trust could be anything. It could be through events. It could be through Popeyes. It could be just through phone calls and text messages. It could be through any number of things. But for you, you've chosen social media as kind of a place where you sort of say like, hey, this is who I am. This is how I help. And it's fascinating because it sounds like your page, just just Instagram, for instance, is both all about your clients, but also all about you at the same time, whereby your stories are what you're up to and what you're doing. But talk to us about how you feature your clientele in your actual content as well. Um, So every single one of our clients, like we do, like it's called a sold story. And so at the end, when they bought or sold, you know, we take the picture with them in front of the house and then we write the story of the journey that they went through. I try really hard to get those stories out as fast as possible so that they want to share those with their friends in that exciting moment when they just bought or sold a house. And I want to be a part of that share really fast. Um, So I get those out there. And, you know, when I'm going through things with my clients, oftentimes they say to me, I can't wait to see what you're going to write about this. Right. When we have something like really funny or really dramatic or something crazy happens, they know that I'm going to write about it and I'm going to tell the story. And like I say, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Real estate's not HGTV. And so I like talking about that and being real and showing what happens. I dig that. And I actually think the idea of this is so practical. I mean, so many people look at social media and they get intimidated by the algorithms or you can't do this with hashtags anymore. Now you have to do this. And we get so sort of caught up in the what's the latest hack or trend or gimmick to try to make social media work right now because things are moving so fast. But you're just like, hey, basic human nature is they're going to want to share this as soon as they can. And so the faster I get it out there, the more likely they are to share it in the moment where it matters. And that's just practical humanity taking effect in your marketing. And so I think the first thing I would note if I was watching this interview is, okay, Nicole's getting massive success from social media. And I'm going to say this, and it might sound sort of provocative, without trying too hard. And what I mean to say is not that you're not yeah. trying, because I know that you're putting a ton of effort into it. It's just that you're not trying to, to rig it or game a system or hack it. You're just trying to absolutely add value to the people who follow you or they discover you or something along those lines. I love the sold stories. I love how you utilize your stories to be way more personable. Are you personable in reels? Are you funny in reels? 
or do you kind of stick to the script in terms of this is why I'm here and who I'm for? I would say like I'm I'm less funny in reels. Like it's just like business. This is what we're going to talk about home inspections and this is that. I'm I'll admit, like I'm not a comedian. That's not who I am. Sure. And I know that. And I know that if I was to try to tell a joke or be funny in a reel, it would be an epic failure. So for me, it's very real. But if you look at one of my teammates, like he's funny and people are attracted to him in his own way because of the way he does those. And so like we're we're different people and you, and you have to be yourself. I love that. Okay, so let's just talk like social media versus search engines for a second. So social media, Facebook, Instagram, traditional social networks. The dominant way people discover your content is by scrolling through feeds. And most people, most of the time, who see your content are your existing followers, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. And most of the time, those followers already know you. That's the that's the typical nature of a, a typical Facebook page, for instance. It's usually past clients, sphere of influence, contacts, people who already know you. Now, Instagram is a lot like that, but they also have reels and they've got some other mechanisms that are a little bit more discovery-based. And then there's a platform like YouTube, which is really a search engine. And so the dominant way people find yeah. content on YouTube is they search out a specific phrase in the search bar and then your video may populate in the results. You said, that's a lot to follow, but you said that you deal with a lot of your deals coming in through people who don't know you yet and they discover you on social. Do you think they discover you on yeah. Instagram? And if so, do you have any idea how? I know we're talking about attribution again, but I'm just trying to kind of figure out like, how do you think they're discovering you? I have a theory, but I want to hear yours. I mean, it's, it's such a loaded question and I think you are That's, the better one you to for answer that, yes. that after analyzing like the, the back end stats of mine. Um, market updates, I've seen a lot of people comment to me that we saw your market updates and um that's where they found me now whether or not they found that market update on youtube or instagram or TikTok, i don't know um or facebook facebook groups um that's one of the biggest things in the local business videos and whatnot and then i think they find the one thing and then they follow me right and then they get to know me yeah so where they're finding me i don't know i'll let you go ahead i well i, I think it's any of those things and i don't want to complicate it because i think that the moral of our conversation is don't make it complicated just just be natural and human about it. And I'll elaborate on what I mean by that in a second. I would guess that it could be through hashtags or through specific keywords you're using if it's Instagram and a specific post, or I'm guessing you're also tagging your location on everything you post. Yeah. And I know Instagram pays attention to what are the places where people have the most interest. And so if Winnipeg, for instance, is an interest of people and you're making Winnipeg content and you're tagging it as Winnipeg, there's a good chance that the suggestion mechanisms of Instagram are gonna showcase your content. That might be a way of doing it. I would also bet you that a lot of people are finding you on YouTube and then they're going over to Instagram yeah. to DM you and follow you and get to know who the real you is. Because YouTube is just really poised and set up for picking up on people who are searching phrases like Winnipeg real estate market and then bam, there's a market update video and it says Winnipeg real estate market update for September or October of 2022 or whatever. And it's literally inside the actual title. They watch your stuff and they're like, I wonder what she's about on like Instagram or Facebook. And so they sort of shift over there yeah. from there. I actually think posting in the Facebook groups um, is a very interesting observation. So what kind of Facebook groups are you posting your content in? 
we have a very active community Facebook group in our neighborhood. I am not the creator of it. Somebody else created it. And it is a very active group. I want to say there are like 6,000-ish members in that group. Um, and so I post my market update videos and then I chuck them and I share them in that group I love um, that. every single week. And so a lot of people find me there. Is that group actively growing all the time with new faces or is it a lot of the familiar faces? I think it's always growing. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. So, so therein lies another like, oh, I didn't think of that. Are there active Facebook groups in your geographic area whereby your knowledge broker content would actually be very welcomed? You know, we, we talk a lot um, mm -hmm. at our events that real estate agents get oftentimes accused of having, like, they're kind of salesy or so, they're perceived as being salesy. And I would argue that that's usually coming from the fact that they don't always know what they sell. They think they sell listings and things like that. But if I look at your social media, I would say you know exactly what you sell. You sell the relationship of working with you, the expert. So it's being the knowledge broker and it's being personable. And you understand this know you, like you, trust you trifecta of why people choose to work with you. Yeah. And the thing of it is like, if, if all you ever did was give away information about real estate, just useful, helpful content all day, every day, you would in effect be selling your services every single day of the week, except nobody's gonna call you salesy yes. for doing it. And so when you publish that knowledgeable content in a Facebook group, nobody's gonna say, hey, you can't sell your stuff here like that. They're gonna say, that's so useful, thank you. Yeah. But in fact, what are you doing? Totally. You're selling. Totally. Yeah, whether it's, yeah, like a market update video for what's happening in our neighborhood or a, hey guys, it's getting cold out. Have you thought of taking off your sump pump hoses now? Right? And, and it's those little things that you can constantly be posting for everybody to see. And then they know that you know your stuff when it comes to homes. And then they feel confident buying a home with you or selling a home with you. Yeah, I also think there's just a general mentality of you're just trying to be useful for people who may be in the market to buy or sell in your area. And you're gonna just follow your nose on what's the most logical way to get the word out and be helpful. And in return, you're being rewarded with lots and lots of business from doing it. So I guess my yeah. moral takeaway here from what you're saying is just keep it like, let's not complicate it. Let's make videos, mm -hmm. let's share knowledge, but let's like you know, share it in a Facebook group. Um, get the sell story up right away so that the owner or the buyer is wanting to share it when it's hot and fresh and just new content, just using logic, yeah. right? Does that make sense? Obviously yeah, totally. it makes sense to you. It's your business. Talk to us about your DMs. So you said a lot of these people reach out there. Can you expound on that? It's honestly just, yeah, random DMs on Instagram that they're like, yeah, hi, I want to buy a house. Would you work with us? And that's the interesting line, right? Is the, would you work with us? Um, as if like they, they're asking me as if I wouldn't want to, right? Um, that it's not, how do I, you know what I'm saying? As if like, you're not the so other way busy. Around where, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I just get a lot of those that they just straight DMs that they want to buy a home, sell a home and that's it. Yeah. There's and then what's beautiful too, though, is in my um, Instagram profile is my calendar. So people can go straight to my calendar. They can book in with me there. It does all the data capture and it goes straight in. So sometimes I don't even get the DM. It just shows up in my calendar. Um, and so then I have to really find out, okay, where did you find me? And then they'll tell me it was Instagram. And, and again, I'm going to keep making this point because it goes back to the underlying truth of this. 
we complicate social media unnecessarily. We think you've gotta be able to tap into TikTok just perfectly and go viral with this video. And you gotta have the perfect hook or they're not gonna watch or it's not gonna work. And all these little just dotting I's and crossing T's approaches we take to try to make it work. When your approach just seems to be like, you know what, I know who I'm for. I'm for the citizens yeah. of my marketplace and I'm, and I'm gonna be the most useful and approachable realtor I can possibly be. And I got nothing else. Like when you set out to start doing content on social media, what were your initial objectives? So I moved into this neighborhood five years ago and my goal was I was gonna hit everybody in the neighborhood across the head with my name so many times that they couldn't forget it. And so I just started adding layers, right? And um, so it was for a while there, like I was chair of different committees. I was a part of different things. I did the local business videos. I did the market updates. I hosted parties. I did garage, like every single thing, right? And so that was my objective was taking over as many things in the neighborhood as I could. So there was no way they could forget my name. Okay. And then you set out to do social media at some point there, or did you start social media from the get go? I mean, I I don't know how long I've been doing social media, but social media was a huge part of that, right? Was to like becoming admin of as many Facebook groups as I could um, and putting out all that social content, right? With the market updates and the local business videos and the knowledge broker and, and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the things that I did, you know, being on different committees and such, like it all plays into social media as a whole because now you're chair of this committee and you have a Facebook group and you're the face of talking about all those things. Yeah, I love that. It's good stuff. And it goes back to what you said before. I mean, social media that appears to be the dominant channel of how you stay in front of people right now. And your strategy is, I want yes. to put my name in front of as many people as possible, but I want to put my real name, my real me in front of as many people as possible so that it's not you know, a mirage yeah. or something illegitimate in terms of what they actually get. So I love it. What would you say? Totally. Yeah. What would you say is some practical advice to an agent or a team or somebody who's watching right now in terms of how they should approach specifically their social media marketing or a lesson perhaps? I think that like two things is, like I said, like it's layers and it wasn't all done at once, right? For me, I tackle a project a quarter. And so the beginning of Q2 was YouTube. And I was like, hey, I want to go all in on YouTube and I want to dominate this. And so we changed a lot and we grew our YouTube. And now like this quarter, we, I've I've got a new one, right? It's, it's blogs and it is email marketing because I don't do those. And so it's choosing one thing at a time, whether it's figuring out your reels and how you're going to do it, but just don't try to do it all at once. Just layers. Okay. I love that. And I want to follow up on the B part of that question. What about lessons? What have you learned through your own experience? Right. So the one thing was, was that during the pandemic, we were all insanely busy and there were certain things that you had to just say, forget it to stay sane and deal with the volumes of work we were dealing with. So two things I stopped doing local business videos and market updates. And as soon as I stopped doing those, I noticed a drastic decrease in my business. And I actually had some people reach out and they said, you used to do these videos and I loved them and you stopped. And I've, I've received that comment more than once that why don't you do those anymore? So like that was my like direct 
hint that, okay, well, I, these are very, very important. So once you start doing something, like you can't do the things that got you to where you are because they will forget about you. And mm -hmm. I noticed it almost instantly. Well, and you're fortunate that it was a pretty immediate result because I've talked to agents before who just for instance, they stopped mailing a specific type of postcard and it took them like a year or two to realize the detrimental yeah. effect that was having in their geographic farming efforts. But in this case, I think you got to realize like, hey, the formula is everything we're doing in our social media together, having a combined effect in terms of influencing people, staying top of mind, getting referrals, attracting new business, all of it. And I actually think that the local business videos and the market update videos are two really like flagship videos that every agent should be making. In fact, the, the local business one yes. at our success summit, we did a thing on this where it was like, hey, it's time to go back to this. We got to start heralding yes. other local businesses and being known as a champion of other local businesses because it only bodes well for you. And it shows people where you're active in your marketplace. Um, how long have you been at, back at it now? I haven't started doing the local business videos yet. Um, it's on the docket and market update videos, probably four months. Good. And have you gotten some signals of feedback like, Hey, we're glad again. these are back. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Hey, Direct here we are again. Effect. Another agent talking about the impact of social media and video and being consistent in business and what it does for you. Um, Nicole, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you for sharing everything here. I know agents are taking away lots of ideas. And, and I actually hope a lot of folks are feeling refreshed by, you know what, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't, I don't have to be like perfectly analyzing the attribution of where every lead comes from and making it this grandiose thing. It just needs to be me adding value and being consistent by using the tools right under my nose, video, Facebook groups, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera. And you are living proof of what happens when you do that consistently. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you liked this content or you got an idea from it, or it was inspirational on some level, we'd love to hear from you in the comments. And if you could also just smash that like button, it makes the YouTube algorithm oh so happy with us and we're grateful for it. So until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.